Hi, folks. I'm Jimmy Hiles. I'm Lydia Judy. I'm Derek Lamaster. This is Scream Bloody Movie, the podcast where we review a new horror movie each week, go over the horror news, and Derek takes five minutes to remember his name. <laughs> I, that, that did not happen. <laughs> that did not happen. It was very, very prompt. Real snappy. If you snap like this, <laughs> I, now you're making fun of my snaps. I see how it is. <laughs> he was lucky. He I don't so have to a say his name. That was I probably never. the longest pause right there. Yeah, it was. No, so it wasn't. Long. There's got to be a delay in the. There's got to be a delay because I, I do it so quick. <laughs> I'm Lydia Judy. I'm Derek Lemester. <laughs> You know, I, I do the pause for dramatic effect. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. We should yeah. Now, just put, like, we need to put, like, a drum roll, like, in the middle. <laughs> you we'll know what? I'm going to rewatch this. We'll put a metronome so it's like, hi, I'm Jamie Hiles. I'm Lydia Judy. I'm Derek Lemaster. <laughs> just, like, I can't wait to rewatch this. I'm going to, like, send you guys the clip. Because it was, you, it yeah, was you're so gonna, on the money. You're probably going to edit it to where it's like, I'm Liddy G. I'm Derek Lamaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's going to be like a horrible jump cut. Like it lo <laughs> looks like we're on Adult Swim or something. <laughs> he just cuts me off like halfway through my <laughs> last name. Derek Lamaster. <laughs> I will say oh, my wife okay. tells me all the time that I have no like cadence. I don't have a, like, a rhythm. Great rhythm. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Who needs rhythm you when you're in an audio medium? <laughs> yeah, you, you should hear me sing. Let me tell you what. William Hung ain't got nothing. Oh. That's how bad it is. Cannot wait to hear it. So, guys, how are you doing today? Pretty this good. This lovely evening. Good? Next question. Okay. Uh -oh. so not, not the greatest for Derek. Well, um, you know, it was a, a weekend. It was. It was a weekend, indeed. Um, but guys, we're going to get into the horror news this week, because we don't have a lot, but one of the bits of news that we have is something that we talked about earlier. So I'm kind of excited to dive into it a little bit. Let's start with this one first, though. Uh, they've they released the official screen poster for the new Scream remake. Have you guys seen this? No. All right. Well, now you're about to see it. Let's uh, check it out. Show you guys what it looks like. Here's the official poster right here. Nice. What do you guys Ooh. think? Not bad. Not bad? I mean... Does that give you nightmares, Lydia? <laughs> no, I don't think I've had nightmares about Scream. Yeah, right? It just scares me pretty good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, I think the, I mean, the poster looks good. I'm excited for it still. Are you guys still excited about the notion of a fifth screen movie? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this one's going to be a good one for sure. What do you might think, Derek? traumatize like... me forever. Yeah, I <laughs> hey. liked the uh, the last one. I thought it was I really good. Liked, I really liked Scream 4 as well. I thought it was good. Yeah. It's a good one. Really, the only one I didn't on. like was the... The third one. 
Yeah, third one's kind of rough. It's a uh, kind of like a Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> it's like yeah. I mean, it is. It's a Scooby Doo. We'll we'll talk about that when we dive into the Scream series, um, eventually. But I I, I know you can't wait for that, Lydia. Mm-hmm. So I'll say this: talk- this would. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you okay. go ahead. Last thing about that. So you know, prior to like really everybody having internet access and you know, uh, kind of uh, getting the news of a movie before it came out. When I watched the original Scream, like the ending really did throw me off. I definitely did not guess that. Oh, yeah, 100%. I remember watching the first Scream, and uh, I didn't get to see it in the theaters. I watched it on the good old VHS. And yep. um, it, I, we rented it, and we watched it, and I had no idea who the... You know, you suspect Billy throughout the whole movie and then you're like that but that's too obvious it can't be him and then you're like oh wait there's two of them okay great uh spoilers if you haven't seen scream (laughs) and if you haven't seen scream 96 (laughs) is scream you probably shouldn't be listening to this yet so (laughs) yeah i won't ruin the the reveal of the other one though in case you haven't seen it um this is interesting this is what uh something we were talking about actually um the David Breckner's uh, Hellraiser, the 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 movie that we were talking about. You know how there's two competing Hellraisers. There is mm-hmm. not necessarily competing, but two opposites. We have a one with um, that is uh, David Gordon Green directing it. It's a miniseries, and then we have the movie with David Breckner. Right, the miniseries had Clive Barker's involvement. Well, now the David Breckner movie also is produced by clive barker and they just announced this week that we are indeed getting a female pinhead in this in this continuity um it is i'll show you guys we um her Hmm. which is what's her name um jamie clayton She's going to be the new... She has a great face for it, actually. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. So, she's pretty. <laughs> yeah, she's very pretty. But she like has the right angular face, I feel like, mm-hmm. for the... Uh, Got a good nose. Yeah, definitely the nose um, in the mouth shape would be good for... Um, for a um, new version of Pinhead. So, like we talked about earlier, this version is not a remake of Clive Barker's original film, but rather a readaption of his uh, book, The Hellbound Heart. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this news of a female pinhead? Are you for it? Um, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts? I'm, Derek, I'm all for it. Ahead. What do you think, Lydia? You're for it? No, that I'm for it, yeah. Derek, what are your uh, You know, I, I feel... Uh, the same way I did when we discussed this the last time, that uh, you know I would have preferred them to stick with uh, the characterization that they had uh, earlier. But hey, maybe I will be completely surprised. Well, the but I'm trying to picture that girl with her uh, shaved head. Well, the the the. Uh interpretation that you're looking for that characterization is still going to exist in the david gordon green version 
yeah. so this this being a readaption of the hellbound heart and not a remake of hellraiser itself uh i'm all for this move i think it it looks it's cool i would i think a female pinhead would be a, an interesting choice um we've kind of seen one when we had the woman with the with the wires through her face remember her in one of the sequels but she mm-hmm. wasn't very important she just looked kind of cool yeah so there's that and then uh last but not least well it actually is quite least besides those um NECA is previewing this new wolfman figure since we just did that last week what do you guys think of this hmm. i like it looks looks like him right yeah yeah looks like i think Lawrence they got a, it's a really good representation and then here's the wolfman himself looks, looks pretty great. good yeah 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 and they are of course in black and white which is how they should be right right um, I think I might add that to my collection. Derek. <laughs> it is in black and white, by the way. Can, can, did you see? Could you see that? I don't have to say anything. I don't want to. <laughs> Rude. One of the absolute best moments of this podcast. Truly. Without the funniest question. thing I think I've ever heard in my life. Also, um, by the time that this airs, we will have went and seen Halloween Kills, which is on the agenda next week. Um, and you'll have our review of that and our thoughts on that movie as well. Um, we're really excited to see it, right, guys? Pumped? Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw a trailer for it today while I was watching the game, and uh, it was like this really cool... Uh, trailer that wasn't like him walking out with the fire and it just was intercut with like different scenes and and stuff and he just looked you know like a fucking badass and I was like oh my god I can't wait to see it <laughs> it needs to be here now <laughs> we are less than a week away guys that's exciting do you guys have any horror exciting. news that you heard that you want to talk about I just saw a uh... The Chucky series is yes, is coming out like real quick, real mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, it's it should be by the time this airs, it should be mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll give you guys our thoughts on that as well. I mean, just a little quick, what we think of it if we if either if any of us have seen it. I'm I'm planning on watching it when it comes out. I've heard good reviews on it so far. Heard it's uh, really funny and bloody and scary and uh you know all the things you want in a chucky movie really mm-hmm. in a chucky series so i guess the way i've heard it described is that it's like you know those cw shows you know like archie or uh you know what whatever whatever those cw shows that they they've made you know one tree hill all of those it's like being in one of those shows mm-hmm. with chucky plugged into it and he just mm-hmm. kills those people that you don't like so <laughs> That sounds like a brilliant idea to me. Yeah. I am pumped to see that as well. Anything else? No? Your silence says many things. Mostly that you don't have anything else. That's what it says. But... Wait till you see my sign language. Oh, man. Are you... I do not want to know what that is. So, guys... <laughs> 
Today, we are talking about a movie that has been near and dear to me for many, many years. Uh, this is a little piece I have for, uh, you know, Halloween time. It's our uh, Ash from Sam Raimi's classic Evil Dead. This is Evil Dead 2, obviously. But uh, Ash from Evil Dead. So we are, of course, talking today about Sam Raimi's classic uh, 1983, officially, 1981, more officially, 1979 film, <laughs> Evil Dead. So this is 1981's Evil Dead. So Evil Dead <laughs> premiered. It was filmed in 79. It was finished in 81. That's when it had its premiere, and it was... Um, domestically released by New Line in 83. So really, the um, this is the 40th anniversary of Evil Dead this year. And they've had plenty of 40th anniversary screenings, which is mind-blowing to me to think about that Evil Dead is 40 years old. Isn't that, that is nuts? Weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be more I mean, nuts than... After just... <laughs> yeah. Two like, years after when just I'm 40. It, it's like... <laughs> What are you saying, Lydia? I feel like I, after just watching it, it's like, does not feel like a 40-year-old movie at all. No, no, it definitely doesn't. And there's plenty of reasons why I feel that way as well that we'll talk about. Um, and a lot of it is, is, well, all of it is Sam Raimi is the reason that it doesn't feel like a movie that was shot in 1979 and that was released in 1981. Um, you know, uh, Friday the 13th, is 1980 and then halloween of course is 1978 these movies are over 40 years old and we'll discuss halloween uh in the future here actually i think it's next week probably but um we'll we'll, we'll dig into that but yeah it's a uh it's interesting though how fresh this movie feels compared to uh, uh, some of its contemporaries in the horror genre um so Let's talk about uh, our experiences with Evil Dead. Uh, Lydia, let's start with you. Uh, this wasn't your first time seeing this, right? Right. And uh, what what's your uh, connection or experience with Evil Dead? Um, so I was just talking to Jake about this when we just watched it because the first time I watched Evil Dead was so memorable for me because it was like one of the first times that my mom and my stepdad like went to go on a date or something like I forget what they were doing but like they left us home alone for like the first time and we were like let's go watch scary movies in the living room you know without our parents home or anything like it was like so terrifying to me to watch this we watched this and we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 Ooh, quite a double feature both on IFC both horrifying to I forget how old we were, but we were pretty young, uh, but old enough to be home alone and take care of ourselves. So it was like right at that age where you want to watch scary movies. And I'll never forget the opening and the swing hitting the porch still like makes my heart beat. Like it's like, yeah, it's so terrifying. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Derek. That was a great first experience, for sure. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a great one. Yeah. Derek, what is uh, your experience with Evil Dead? So I uh, I, I remember watching, I watched them out of sequence. 
first time I ever saw him. I watched uh, the second one first. That's a good starting point, to be honest. Yeah. And then, uh, so do I remember, I don't remember the first time that I saw it, but I I remember the first time that I saw the, there's a scene in this movie, there's a wood scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Remember the first time I saw that and I was like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) So there's a couple of scenes in this movie that are uh, like just so iconic. Um, Oh yeah. When you think back at the early, or the the horror movies specifically in that time frame, from like the '80s to the the mid '90s, uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely a couple that really stand out. But I didn't watch these in in order specifically. So my experience with Evil Dead was kind of like you. I I watched. I remember when I was younger, I had watched Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, but I don't remember them very. I didn't remember them very well. I just knew that there was these movies that my uh, like my uncle was watching one time when it came over, that sort of thing. Uh, the first one I watched was Army of Darkness on Sci-Fi Channel, actually. I saw it on Sci-Fi in my uh, adolescence, like right before I became a teenager around that time, and fell in love with it. I was like, this movie is fucking crazy. What is this thing? This movie is funny. It's silly. It's action-packed. This Ash character is amazing. What is this? And then I found out, oh, that's the third movie in the Evil Dead franchise. So, of course, I had to go through and watch them uh, in order. And I remember renting Evil Dead, the first one, on VHS and watching it. And it, it, scared, it scared me. It was scary. Like, I w- wasn't like I was, like, terrified, cor- you know, in a corner. But I remember being like, whoa, that is way different than Army yeah. of Darkness. Yeah. I was not expecting that. <laughs> And uh, so, and then of course I watched Evil Dead Two, and it's still to this day one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, but yeah, the first time uh, the first time I watched it, I was like, because I remember the hype of it. You know, my parents talking, "Oh yeah, the first one's really scary." And then I put it in. I remember putting it in, watching it downstairs at, at mom and dad's, and I was home by myself during the summer, and just was like, "This movie's awesome." You know, this, this, and then that started my Evil Dead love affair, which gives me toys. I have the Book of the Dead over there. You know, I have, uh, I have owned this movie on every format that exists now. I mean, I probably have had this, this Blu ray for this movie like three times because <laughs> they release a new one every other year. So, yeah, Evil Dead's a pretty big deal in the, uh, the Hiles household. So uh, now that we know what our backgrounds with Evil Dead are, let's let's start right into it. Uh, the opening of this movie is really cool, I think. Um, I like how we, we open with just like this weird, like hazy fog. We don't quite know what it is. And then we get that weird, like uh, Evil Dead font with the like <laughs> the wavy. Mm-hmm. It's so, so like, uh, I mean, let's, let's, this movie was made for, under three hundred thousand dollars. Let's just get that out of the way first of all, which is insane that this movie was made for that amount of money, and we're talking about it forty years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get this really cool um, the first force shot, the first shot of the evil force doing its thing, and it's you know uh, pushing through the the uh, woods over the pond. And onto the street. Um, meanwhile, we meet our um, 
protagonist driving in Sam's classic, the the uh, Oldsmobile, the Delta Oldsmobile that's in every single Sam Raimi movie. And um, so this movie is great because it starts a lot of things that I just love about movies in general, especially Sam Raimi's filmography. But um, they're driving and they see this, they're, as they're driving, we get intercut shots of them driving in this truck, barreling the opposite way of them. And it's intercut. And then we're, we get like quick little shots of our, our cast. And Scotty asks, um, you know, where are we going? And Ash is trying to tell him where he's like, right here. And the steering wheel jerks out of the way and almost they almost run into the truck and they, you know, gain control and miss it. What do you guys think of this little opening scene? I think it's really fun. I think, it was... I think it's interesting that like they're singing, like the girl is just singing, like there's no radio in the car or something. So she, she's just singing the song. And they're just listening. Yeah, they're just listening and it's just fine. Like they're just friends going to a cabin and then they're like, are we lost? Like, where are we going? Nobody's so carefree. Yeah, so carefree. And they're like, yeah, when you when the car steering wheel jerks you would know something something's about to go down already yeah mm -hmm. derek what were you saying a uh, couple really two main points one i feel like they filmed this first because and i i feel like uh throughout the movie especially uh <clears throat> ash <laughs> excuse me uh <laughs> i know man i i'm a flummy fella but uh, I definitely feel like the confidence of the actors. Hang on. Next time you log in, I want you on your name to say a uh, flimmy fella. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's mean. Anyway, what you were saying about the confidence of the performers. Yeah. So I, I do feel like as this movie progressed, you could kind of see the confidence in the actors like getting better and better. So I, I do feel like there was a kind of a linear feeling to this. It just seems that way based on that, uh, that observation that I made. But also I really <laughs> think it's hilarious that when he cuts the wheel, you just see <laughs> Ash like right there. Right yeah. over shoulder, like, ah. I love that yes. whole thing. I like the, oh, the girl. I like, does the girl. This. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Hands up yeah. And like, it's so dramatic. But what's crashing. great about it is these little quick cuts, which was not the norm for uh, 1981, you know, uh, the, the way it's cut. I mean, it's cut like very, uh, you know, with a fast pace and confidence. But yeah, you're, I agree with you about the performance of the actors. Um, also, we have to remember that the principal photography of this film was filmed in Tennessee over a span of like 12 weeks. But Bruce and company kept filming after all the other actors left uh, with fake shimps coming in. So they filmed on this movie for over a year. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Bruce definitely gets, becomes a better actor mm -hmm. as a movie. And plus, you know, when he's the whole focus of the show, he has to be. Mm -hmm. And so by the end, yeah. the last 25 minutes or so of this movie is just Ash being, you know, trying to survive. And it's um, glorious. <laughs> it is fun yeah, watching I'm him in the, in the car. It almost looks like he has a different haircut, like he's younger. 
Like That's, it looks like they filmed it so much younger. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun to just see like he does he really looks like he's never been in front of a camera. And then it's, by the end it's like he's definitely more confident and such a iconic movie star. character. Yeah, he's a movie star. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which PhD. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you can piss in a jar and call it grandpa's uh, peach tea for all I care. That's my uh, Holly Hunter impression. <laughs> that was a terrible one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, so when he jerks the wheel, I love that uh, he's like, you know, the only thing that works on this day on this thing is your lousy horn. And then there's the two hitchhikers on the road that are like yes. waving. Uh, yeah. I'm not waving at you. Or I'm not honking at you. Those yes. hitchhikers are uh, Sam Raimi and Rob Tapper. Really? Um, yeah, that's Sam and oh Rob. My gosh, that's the reason perfect. they're filmed they're at a long. Like... <laughs> the reason they're filmed at such a wide angle is uh, apparently, from what Sam Raimi has said, they had cut each other's hair before. <laughs> it looked terrible. <laughs> wow. It's perfect. I love it. Uh, actually, that scene comes back. So when we get to the tape recorder scene, um, when they're saying their their incantation, one of the incantation is actually uh, translates to uh, Sam and Rob are the hitchhikers on the road. Are you serious? Yeah, if you listen to it, he goes, Sam's and Rob are the hitchhikers on the road or something like that. What? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I Wow. I knew I knew Jamie down. was gonna I knew Jamie was gonna bring all of these th- little things. Like Jamie what? is the expert on Evil Dead. Like we're gonna learn something tonight, guys. You will learn some stuff tonight, guys. I mean I've <laughs> I've read all Bruce's books, listened to all the audio commentaries for the 15 DVDs I've had. So we got a pretty good grasp on this one. <laughs> So this one might take a little longer to get through, and it's a shorter film. But hey, if you guys are up for it. So, um, yeah, so they end up uh, driving across the bridge, you know, and it has, like, it has a load limit on it. And we see this creakety, crickety bridge, and we see these beams falling off of it. And Ash says, don't let the noise fool you, girls. This thing's solid as a rock. Yeah. And yeah. then the wheel crashes through, and he op- it's such a Three Stooges joke. Such a Three Stooges joke in the middle of this horror movie. And that, of course, comes back to what we end up getting with Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and Ash vs. Evil Dead. But, um, yeah, so they, they cross this crickety bridge, and um, we get this great real, shot. Real quick, I don't want to miss this bridge. Did this bridge remind you of the old railroad bridge uh, in Peru? Did you ever walk across before, that thing? Before it was fixed up, yeah. Yeah, before they yeah. fixed it and made it the made it part of the trail, the Nickelback trail. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what this reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, it's very sketchy. It was a very sketchy bridge. Uh, the the what's funny is the beams that are on there were actually holdovers from their uh, Super Eight movie they made right before this. That gave them the confidence that they could make a a movie called It's Murder. They call them It's Murder beams because they use them for that. It's actually styrofoam painted like wood um and that's actually what ash uses later in the movie to beat the shit out of cheryl yeah i mean not cheryl but uh linda yeah you can see it cracking actually Mm -hmm. when he's hitting her Mm -hmm. um 
but there's this great uh, long shot that happens afterwards where they're they're driving up to the the cabin and you you just we go down the trail with them and you see how desolate this cabin is um what do you guys think of that shot and like Beautiful. does that set the mood of where this it place definitely is sets the mood. absolutely yeah i mean at that point i'd be uh, worried about hillbillies and not uh evil demons if you were in the wrong turn series that would be a very uh, yeah. be a very valid concern or uh, the hills have eyes um yeah that so that that shot down there that was the actual path to the cabin that's the actual drive that the actors and the crew had to drive every day to get down to this cabin so they just strapped a camera on top of it and that's why you see the the like the vines pop over it and like one of them gets kind of wrapped around it and then flips off because they just pop the camera on top and then they drove down this cabin um that actually froze that winter so it was impassable with a car so they had to hike it so <laughs> that's dedication right there oh oh they, also this cabin let's talk about the cabin real fast we get a first peek of the cabin and it looks really nice right i mean kind of i mean it's nice enough when they took it over it was derelict with uh like cow manure all over it it was it was overrun with with animals uh it didn't have a fireplace it didn't have a cellar um it didn't have working electricity and it didn't have heat actually while they filmed it still didn't have heat they would uh they had to just they had the fireplace and just kind of tried to warm themselves um so <laughs> this shoot was terrible there's actually a story where uh one of the shirts that bruce wore he put on the by the fire to warm up and since it was made with caro syrup it hardened and when he put his when he went to put it on it shattered <laughs> oh my oh, gosh wow. so this was That's not awesome. an easy movie to make as they say the harder the movie is to make the easier it is to watch so um what do you guys think of this introduction to the cabin because we have Scotty going up, and this what you were talking about earlier, Lydia, with mm -hmm. with the porch swing. It's so good. Like it's it's like the cabin is its own character right from the beginning, um, and like him walking up to it, and everybody just stands back and like waits, and they're like, "Should we go?" Like nobody says anything. It's so quiet, and he's just like nervous about going and unlocking it. And then, like, as soon as he, like, he reaches up above the door to find the key that he knows is hidden up there, and the swing stops. Like, just suddenly, dead. just yeah. dead mm -hmm. stops. And it's so freaking, and he just turns around and looks at them, and they're all just <laughs> quiet. He says, like, it's okay. uh, supposed to be one of these on here. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I just love it. Derek, what do you think of this? Uh, I think it sets the tone for the movie so well. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't, I can't think of many things that are more scary than a remote cabin in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you throw in some, you know, book of the dead and incantations and you're not going to have, have a good time. A party. Yeah. Not going to have a good time. Yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, I do think that it sets the tone of the movie perfectly. Yeah. I love it. Especially I love how, um, I love how uh, Scotty goes and explores the whole house by himself, the whole cabin. 
So we see him walk in the main room of the cabin, and he does this whole, um, you know, he's looking through everything. We see it's smoke-filled, and, you know, uh, there's stuff hanging from it. It's creepy looking. And then he goes into the the work shed, which becomes very iconic in the sequels. And mm-hmm. he's uh, goes to the work shed, and we see him looking around. We see the skull hanging on the thing. If you look above the door... Um, in, in Evil Dead 2, you'll see a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Freddy glove hanging on it. But that's we'll get to that in part two. But um, so we we set all of this stuff up pretty well. I feel like like the, the it's good to give us not only atmosphere but geography, right? So we kind of know the space we're going to be spending the rest of this movie in. Um. So then af- after that, we we. The, everybody's kind of in the house and we, we cut to Cheryl and she's, which is Ash's uh, um, sister. Um, so um, she's drawing um, on, you know, a sketch of the clock and it actually looks really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that clock. That grandfather clock is awesome. So we see this great shot from inside the grandfather clock and we see it, ch- ch- the arm swinging and then it just stops. Mm-hmm. It just stops, yep. you know, still. And then um, after after it, it does a dead stop, then we, uh, her the pages, she her, she loses control of her hand and she flips the pages and starts drawing and draws basically the book of the dead. Yep. Uh, her, her hand becomes veiny, the whole uh, deadite thing. And she draws the book of the dead and then the cabin starts, the, the cellar starts bumping up and you see it like starting to go up we cut to Cheryl and then we get our first scare which does not work at all <laughs> has never worked as many times I've seen this which is the smash cut to the blender um mm-hmm. has that scare ever worked for you guys did that ever give you guys a jump scare I didn't no. even remember it <laughs> When you said that, I was like, what, what jump scare are you talking about? It's such, it's just a cross cut. And they've always said, man, that uh, that scare never works. <laughs> it wasn't, we had a great idea, but it just never quite worked out. What do you guys think of the Cheryl scene? I thought it was interesting that they jumped into that so quick. Like, it's like... They don't mess oh, around. They go, yeah, they, they go into the cab. They show you the cabin, and then she's in it, and then she does that. And then you're like, oh... Oh man. And then they're just like at dinner all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course we find that's when we start to get a little bit of characterization for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we see that Scotty is kind of a, uh, what, how, what would you call Scotty? Um, a jerk. <laughs> uh, I mean, he definitely clown. He reveals yeah. himself at the, uh, kind of the middle part of this movie. Um, but yeah, he's a total, a bully he is doesn't the best know. word, I guess. He's kind of a bully yeah. to, to Cheryl. He's kind oh, of yeah. a bully to Cheryl. And he, uh, you know, he starts doing his, uh, you know, there's something in the cellar. And, you know, they, so there's this, this dinner scene's hilarious to me because it's like they're, they're trying like this improvisation kind of charming dinner thing. And they're just, these like you know 
bunch of amateur actors, it's like a you know quartet of just amateur actors finding their way, and uh, and you know it's beautiful. I love it. It's charming, very charming. And then uh, after he says "party down," we we <laughs> we <laughs> the cellar door just pops open by itself, and we get the yeah. first big piece of music from Joe uh, Laduca. Scotty goes down to investigate. And when Scotty takes too long to investigate, Ash goes down with a lantern to check it out. So an interesting bit about this, like I said earlier, there was no cellar in this house, in this cabin. So they cut a hole in the floor. They dug it about four feet and just put a a false set of stairs down there. And then they'd walk and go around the corner. And that's how they were in the cellar. And then the stuff that's shot in the cellar was actually shot at Rob Tappert's uh, parents' house in Michigan. It was filmed in their cellar. That's awesome. So there's technically a scene where when Ash goes down and he looks up, it's uh, Ash in Michigan looking up to Tennessee where they shot... uh, the movie so it's so great that they they were able to mm-hmm. kind of figure these things out mm-hmm. but i love the shot when he looks up at the up up at them and they're all framed looking down in the cellar at him it's, mm-hmm. it's so spooky uh, what do you what do you guys think about this scene where he's walking through the uh, cap or through the cellar it's pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> That's insightful, <laughs> insightful commentary. I don't it's have pretty good to say about that part. I guess I don't know. Uh, I, I like. I think it it sets very good tension. Uh, it's actually one of the most suspenseful scenes in in the movie, in my opinion, because we we don't know what's going on yet with Scotty. We go down to this creepy cellar and we see like gourds randomly hanging from strings and shit. Uh, we get down there and then we get the scare of Scotty. You know, that's when we find out that Scotty's a big prankster. And uh, if, did you guys notice the poster on the wall? Yes. What it was stands it? Out. It stands it. out pretty bad. The Hills Have Eyes poster. I think it stands out. Yes. Yeah, I missed that one. So, <laughs> so there's a reason that that poster's in there. Sam Raimi Derek, purposely put it there. I just want to ask, was this movie in color or black and white? <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like we didn't have that conversation. I just want to make sure. So mean. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the, uh, the purpose of the, um, (laughs) the purpose of the Hills have eyes poster is in the Hills have eyes. You know, the scene where, um, they break into the, the mobile home and they, and, you know, and they drink the bird's blood and all that stuff. The the whole hor- horrific scene in, in The Hills Have Eyes, where mm-hmm. all the shit goes down. There's actually a poster of Jaws in the background that's torn in half. And Sam Raimi took that as to say, you think Jaws is scary. You ain't seen nothing yet. Jaws is pop horror. This is real horror. 
Mm-hmm. So Sam Raimi tore the Hills Have Eyes poster in half as if to say, you think the Hills Have Eyes is scary. You haven't seen nothing yet. This is real terror. <laughs> so that's why it's purposely so obviously just torn in half hanging on the wall, which actually started that's really a good friendly... context to have. It is. It started a friendly little joking rivalry rivalry between Sam Raimi and Wes Craven. Uh, Nancy's watching Evil Dead, the first one in Nightmare on Elm Street, the Freddy Gloves in Nightmare 2, uh, so on and so forth. So it's really fun that, that that ended up being a thing. But when they're down there, they find the Book of the Dead. They find a tape recorder. Mm-hmm. And they find a shotgun. And a Kandarian dagger made of bones. Um, what would what would you guys be feeling at this point if you were here and you went down in the basement and you saw all of this shit? First of all, would you mess with it? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I think maybe it's one of those things that's ingrained in us because we are like horror fans that it's like we know better. <laughs> right because of the movies we've watched we would never touch it yes including this movie like this movie probably started all of that all of that like don't touch the thing in the basement of the cabin like yeah. don't mess with it <laughs> leave it alone yes so i'm wondering if they left it alone and they didn't use the incantations in theory right in theory um they would have just went home after the weekend, right? <laughs> I don't know, because, I mean, you already got, like, the demon view. Yes, that was but already, like, I don't think it's, I don't think trees. it's, I don't think it's strong enough to, uh, my interpretation has always been it's not strong enough to inhabit the living yet. So the incantation is what makes that thing happen, that is him re- reciting it. Um. So Now, wait, quick question. I'm thinking yeah. back. I know I just watched this movie, but uh, do they well, play you... the tape recorder before uh, like she, she does her drawing no. or after? No, it's after. It's after. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like uh, I feel like they're trying to get them to go down into the cellar to play the incantation. It's them yeah. trying to guide them there. Cause that's why it was this, you know, everything to do with the cellar was... Let's try to lure them. We have enough power to lure them down to the cellar. And if they play the incantation, especially out loud, then we we have license to possess the living. Mm. So the next scene is basically the what would end up later being like a campfire scene for most horror movies. This is where we get our exposition dump. And we get... Um, them playing the the uh, recording, we find out that there's this doctor Raymond Noby, who has studies these things, and he brought the book to this remote cabin with his wife Henrietta, which we meet in Evil Dead Two, and um, they go to the cabin to um, she goes he goes there extensively to um, basically translate the book to see what it says because it's part of you know he's um, an archaeologist of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he accidentally awakens it. So during this scene, they're playing it, and it starts to get really creepy, and Cheryl has him turn it off. 
and then uh you know scotty's like no i uh i i want to watch it you know i want to listen to the rest of it so he turns it on anyway and it starts doing the uh you know starts doing the conda and whatever we get this really great shot of the ground and underneath the ground we see this red light bubbling up which is showing us the um i don't know what you call it the the evil coming up from the ground and everything's starting to the editing's quick and fast and then cheryl says turn it off and we get this tree smashing through the window to basically end the the bit Hmm. what do you guys think of this whole scene does it work and is it spooky i think it works um i think the tree smashing um didn't work for me this time like this this go through of watching it but i was just kind of like oh i was like you know everybody doesn't seem to react to it except for the the girl who was already terrified so i don't Ash know does because he trees. goes over to fix it well yeah i don't know do you like this scene derek <laughs> Uh, I do like this scene. I, th- I feel like in you know 1981, it probably would have been a lot more impactful. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I think even today, it still serves its purpose. Plays the groundwork and uh, lets you know the the shit's here. Yeah, yeah, the shit comes the fan fast. Has started. The, yeah. the shit, yeah, the shit starts fast and it comes fast and furious seven in this movie. Like, I mean, it's just. Basically, from the moment they arrive at the cabin, it's go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Which is what's fun about the Evil Dead is there's no fat. There's no, you know, just scenes of them building the character and stuff. We don't really care, you know. So um, we get this uh, we get this bit um, after, after that. You know, Ash says, hey, you know, listen, you, you knew you were scaring her. Tell Scotty, you knew you were scaring her. You just don't know when to quit. And he's like, she acts like she's three damn years old or something. <laughs> and uh, we, we cut to like the shot of the moon and what have you. But when we, when we get back with them, we see uh, Ash and Linda sitting on the couch together. And she goes to check on something. And when she goes, we, we see that he has like a little trinket for her, a little gift. And they do this bit, which is called eye games, where we we do cl- close-ups of her eyes and then close-ups of his eyes as he's pretending to sleep and he's watching her as she's reaching for the box. It's this fun little this fun little bit that at the time the first time you're watching it, you're kind of like, well, "What's the point of this?" But it pays off at the mm-hmm. end, you know, later in the movie in a big way. Yeah, and so it, it's great. This this the together they're great. So um, he ends up giving her this necklace, which is the, I'm sorry, guys, it's the most hideous fucking piece of shit necklace that's ever existed. What do you guys think? I love it. I think it's perfect. I think it's so sweet, super romantic that he's just like, they're being playful together. And you see them like at the beginning of their relationship. And I love love. I love love stories. I really enjoy the part of this part of this movie like their eyes 
it just it's everything to me yeah it's great it's a great scene it, it makes me love the necklace just because she loves it you know mm -hmm. it's like i don't know what that necklace is i don't know what it's supposed to be or supposed to do it seems like it's like supposed to be something but it's like i want one like i want that moment <laughs> i'll tell you what it's actually supposed to mean after we hear from derek uh so i i do think that it was a, a really good it does pay off in, in the end, and I think that that is a, a a great way to tie it all together. But I thought it was a really sweet thing to do. I thought it was a, to Lydia's point, it was really cute, like back and forth banter. And uh, you know, I probably would have chosen a different necklace than that one, but <laughs> I did think it was pretty. It was a nice little playful scene. So the reason that that necklace is the way it is is because originally the the conceit was, Sam said that the, the conceit was that the necklace was supposed to, the sun was supposed to hit the necklace and is supposed to start to burn the book. That's what gives Ash the idea that the book can burn. That's why it has the the glass on the end of it. But then they realized that that just is too hokey and didn't quite work. So instead, they were just stuck with this horrible, hideous prop. <laughs> They had to bring back for Evil Dead 2. <laughs> and Dash vs. Evil Dead, it just never leaves. But um, yeah, I, I love this scene. It's a, it's one of the few character developing moments in the movie where we get to see this, you know, Ash be sweet. And we also have to remember uh, the Ash in Evil Dead is not quite the Ash from Evil Dead 2. And definitely hasn't made the progression of Ash to Army of Darkness. Evil Dead 1 Ash is everyday schmo that is just kind of sweet and, you know, that sort of thing. He doesn't become an idiot, really, until Army of Darkness. <laughs> this one is full arc to superhero idiot occurs. So in this one, he's, you know, just a sweet, lovable guy. And Evil Dead 2, he becomes, uh, you know, a hero with a torn shirt. Then Army of Darkness, he's a full-blown action hero that's a moron. So then by the time we get to Ash vs. Evil Dead, he's just totally awful. Like, totally dumb, but, but can kick Ash when the Evil Dead's around. Um, have, have you, uh, this is going to be a weird, like, parallel. Have you ever seen, the, like, the first episode of Fixer Upper? No. Never seen that? I've never seen a single one? episode of, what, what the hell okay. is Fixer Upper? So it's this, like, what HGTV... Is... <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it I don't watch a, HGTV. It has for a point. Kyle. All right, it has a point. But uh -huh. anyway, so it, it's about this uh, this couple who buy houses and flip them, or like uh, they get contracted to fix the house up for people who are going to move in, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I can't believe you've never seen this. It like it was a nationwide hit. The first episode <laughs> of that, like, Does anybody in it? Of course, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, the first episode, like the uh, the the husband guy his name's chip like you can just kind of see that he like wants to break out but you know that he has he's like keeping a a straight yes. uh, demeanor and trying to stay on <laughs> you know on focus and then like you, you watch it like the next season he's like the goofiest person you've ever met in your life and he's just yes. you know this happy-go-lucky person i know exactly what you're talking about and that's how i have I no like idea this, <laughs> this first movie of this franchise is it's them like oh you know this is our big uh moment we've got to like do this and there's like these little elements that they try to throw in of themselves that are like 
you know, the funny bits, the like the car scene is a is a good one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I I feel like that uh, like that's kind of the approach that they took with this movie, and then like as they progressed through the series, they're like, you know what, we're just gonna like have as much fun with this as we want to. Well, yeah, the, I mean, the original con- the original conceit of this movie was to make the most terrifying movie possible. By the time yeah. they get to Evil Dead Two, they're like, let's make a a movie we can't i don't know if we can be scarier than evil dead so let's make it more fun than evil dead then by yeah. the time they get to army of darkness they're like hey let's just have a ball you know <laughs> let's just we got all this money to make a third evil dead movie I mean, how crazy is that <laughs> i really love how derek just compared ashley williams to chip Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only insight you'll get on this uh podcast folks <laughs> You only get the inside that's, of that here that's on Screen Bloody I Movies. Never, I never thought I would ever hear in my life. No, Chip Carroll. No. <laughs> Not Chip Carroll. I, I do love Chip Gaines. He is a great dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where the hell were we before we started talking about HGTV and shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking um, about the necklace. The necklace. The necklace. The necklace. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so this is when we get... I love this next shot. Like it's it's a wonder actually for a while we get uh, of the force of the evil force outside, and we we scroll through. We see Ash and Linda outside. We come through around and we see um, Scotty and Shelly, and she takes off her shirt because we need like half a boob. <laughs> so we see half a boob there. Then we pull through and we see Cheryl brushing her hair and the voice says join us and we track her as she comes outside and we in that one her so then she de- so then she decides to go into the woods to follow the noise she heard and she's saying you know classic horror movie things like uh you know i i heard you i heard you in the woods and she you know walks like 15 feet into the woods to say is there anybody there because it's a horror movie that's what you do so then she gets fucking straight up attacked by the trees guys these trees are no joke, and I love, love the way that this is shot. It's it's all done with reverse motion, of the vines wrapping around her limbs and tearing her shirt off and stuff like the 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 over shawl that she has, and then it ends up tripping her down, and pulls her arms down, and we get boob number two, and we see her boob, <laughs> and then we get what is probably not probably which is the most controversial part of this whole movie which is a trigger warning actually for folks um if you've experienced um trauma of this sort hopefully um you know you haven't and also hopefully you haven't but via tree (laughs) obviously Mm. but um so she's sexually assaulted by the tree essentially um, they, it spreads their legs and this big vine just comes right down, <laughs> right on in there. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this scene? As I was watching it, I was like, I, why do I forget about this scene every time? Like every time I go to watch this movie, it's like, I block that part out. I'm like, I don't even want to look at this part. I just, I block it out every time. And then I'm always like shocked every time I see it. I'm like, what is happening? Like, who made this decision to put this in this movie? I could tell you who made the decision, actually. <laughs> I can. Um, Derek, I'll tell you in a second. Derek, what are your thoughts on this? 
Uh, it's shocking because <laughs> you've like never seen anything like that before in your life. And then you're like, man, if she did make it back to town and she was to give a statement and they asked her to, to describe the perp, which she'd be like, was it a birch tree? Oh <laughs> my <oak>? God. <laughs> we need a sketch artist in here. <laughs> yep. It was they definitely a weeping willow. No, no. He's a little taller. <laughs> A little less bark. <laughs> <coughs> a little more bite. Anyway, oh, my God. Uh... No, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely... A, goes a little too far. I think mm -hmm. her, being, her being attacked by the trees is, is excellent. She should 100% mm -hmm. always be attacked by the trees. Yes. That's a great visual. It's a great scene. Great effect. Great effect. The... Uh, the penetration is just too far. And the reason it's in there is it was, that was a Rob Tappert's suggestion. He wanted to just punish the audience. He wanted to take it one step too far. Sam kind of had reservations, but he was like, okay. Bruce flat out uh, didn't want to do it. He was like, I think this is a terrible idea. But they did. And we get the... Um, Bruce says, actually, just in an interview I read with him recently, he said at that point, they they get walkouts at that point every time. If there's a packed house, you can guarantee that somebody's going to walk out during that scene. And he's like, uh, uh, if, we could, if we did it again, Sam Raimi said if he were to make the movie again, that scene wouldn't be in there. But discounting that part, the scene itself is super effective. And super great, especially the the rakes on her back. You see it like rip her clothes mm -hmm. and scratches appear. And she's running in nothing but her underwear, um, a, like nightgown shirt. And that's it. She doesn't have shoes on. She has nothing. Actually, kind of what I put poor uh, our, our poor actress through for Hookman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Scott was plays she, an Ivy to boot. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all got poison ivy though, guys. I, I did mean, not just... get poison ivy. I wore no, long pants. I threw those suckers away. I think you could have just washed them. No. What's <laughs> a biohazard? Burn them. Dude, I, I I get poison ivy like real bad. They need I don't to burn. think I'm. A, I don't think I am allergic to poison ivy. Yeah, you I've never get... gotten it. I don't. Ooh. I've never gotten poison ivy. So, and I'm in the woods a lot. I get it very like if I get it, it's a real light. Poor Gat, a poor uh, a poor actress. She got it all over her whole uh, <laughs> her whole legs and everything. Yeah, yeah. So then we filmed at a different location the next time we shot. So there you go. I mean, that was kind of out of necessity. Yeah, but you know, it's <laughs> that's a story for it another time. Out. It's a story for a completely yeah, yeah, different yeah. time. When we do the commentary for uh, Hookman, so if you guys want to see, if you guys want us to do that, leave a like and comment, and we'll totally do one for our short film. So that'd be that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Um, so she's being chased by the evil force, and I love that we see it knocking down trees and stuff as it's as it's bowling towards her, and the she goes to reach for the key and it gets stuck. And it's it's creeping on her, creeping on her. She drops it, and then we get this other scare that doesn't quite land, but of Ash grabbing her hand. We get a steam cord. Um, 
then when she goes inside, we get a really cool wonder. So like the scene inside in, in the house, when she goes back into the cabin and she's talking about the woods coming to get her, it's shot in one continuous scene. It's a whole wonder until they, they go back outside and she convinces Ash to take her into town uh, because she's, you know, the woods are attacking her. the woods themselves. Ashley, the trees are alive. And um, so he reluctantly does. And then once she, he's going to start the car, it doesn't turn over. And she's like, they're not going to let us leave. You see? And then once they, once it starts, the look he gives her is awesome. What do you guys think of this whole bit? I'd want to get out of there, too. <laughs> yeah! Out. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and and also... Yeah, go ahead. Good. I was going to oh, say, like, gonna... you would have to, uh, like, if you're her, you would have, as silly as it sounds, like, you'd have to maybe even make up a story <laughs> to let it uh, have a little bit more credibility than, hey, the woods attacked me and I, you know, these bad things happened to me. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know that uh, you'd want to believe the person, but it's so outlandish you'd have to be skeptical at what they're trying to tell you. Obviously the Absolutely. fear is real. You can see that. Absolutely. Uh, I agree. Like it would, I don't blame the other characters for um, like not believing her. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy story. The trees came alive and attacked me. Like, okay. So maybe you should take Cheryl into town because Something maybe she like ate a berry that was bad for her when she was in the woods or something. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, I, it's it would be hard to, but like you said, you could see the fear, so you would have to take her into town. But I don't know, how would you react, Lydia? Yeah, I would definitely uh care a little bit more about her than to just be like um no it's you're fine we're fine everything's fine he goes to take her he goes to take her into town and yeah, to ash's she, credit she wasn't going to like she he like finally was like okay okay you can stay in town then like is yeah. mad at her about it well, well you also have to remember they're brother and sister and he's in his early yeah, 20s she is like frantic and, and has like is like bloody and cut and like now that's true but she could have also fell down a hill Derek's probably fell down some hills, right, Derek? No. <laughs> nope, never One. fell in my life. Always stood on both legs. <laughs> I, I mean, it was a small hill. <laughs> but anyway. There was an audience, though, so that uh, made it worse. We should totally... We should totally cut in a clip of uh, Chris Farley falling down that hill in Black Sheep. <laughs> Just tumbling. It was a small hill. No, nothing. No, nothing major. <laughs> so they get. Uh, Ash drives her to the. Um, they're gonna they're gonna leave, and they go to the bridge, and the bridge is torn up. 
And I love this shot because it's like at an angle, Ash is walking tilted down towards it, the way it's all framed. It's very technical. But, um, and so she goes to investigate by herself and, you know, finds out that the bridge is ripped up. At this point, Cheryl's kind of made out to be our final girl. If this were a normal movie, wouldn't you feel like she would be the final girl at this point? I mean, because she's the one that's had the most... She, yeah, and she got away, and it's like, she's like trying she's like trying really hard, and she's the only one that knows about it. So they return to the cabin, and uh, Ash decides to listen to the... Um, he's, he's listening to the tape recorder with an earpiece. And he's finding out, like, the exposition where they're saying that the only way to actually defeat the demon is to dismember it. Um, and while he's doing that, Linda and, or Linda and Shelley are playing this card game. Oh, and I, Shelley's just, like, flat out lying to Linda. <laughs> we'll say, is it, a, is it a, a two of hearts? And she's like, why, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It reminds me of that scene from Ghostbusters. It, it does, yeah. Except in <laughs> Ghostbusters, we know why Peter Fanksman's he has way different oh. ulterior motives yeah. than, than Shelley. But um, as she's doing this, uh, my favorite bit before we get to the scary part is she said, Ash, I guessed the card right. And he goes, truly amazing, Linda. That's because he's still listening to uh, the recorder at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just so great. He's just like, uh, yeah, that's uh, truly amazing, Linda. I was like, oh, that's the first bit of Ash coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And then... um, Told you, old chip. Then Linda starts... Then uh, Cheryl starts reading the actual cards, saying what's coming, and she turns around, and she's like, oh, she has white eyes. And she has a cut above her head still, and like has the bandage on it. And she fucking starts floating. And, you know, says that she's going to kill one by one. They're going to take them out and everything. And falls to the floor. Everybody just kind of like, what the hell was that? And approach her. And here it is, guys. She jumps up, grabs a pencil, and jabs it into Linda's Achilles tendon. And breaks the pencil off. <laughs> what do you guys think of the Achilles tendon stab? That is like one of the things that doesn't bother me to watch for some reason. It's like, it's every time I watch this with somebody, they're always like, oh my God, like I can't look at that. And like, I'm just like, I don't care about that one. That one doesn't bother me at all. So I, but I really love the effect and I think it looked really good. It does look really good. And that's how I feel. Like, I wasn't like, I guess the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, because I didn't see her standing up and stabbing her right in the mm-hmm. Achilles heel. And you're like, oh, that's got to, that's got to smart. You know, that can't, that can't feel great. But um, yeah, it's a great effect. It looks really good when it digs into the skin and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, looks nasty. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Derek? Some good stuff. I think the like the most gruesome scene in this movie is at the end, whenever he's oh. like poking the guy's yeah. eyeballs yeah. out. Yeah, that's the best. That's my favorite effect. It's my favorite. Yeah, I also too. think there's... that's the one that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll, the we'll one get, you don't like. Huh? We'll, we'll get to it for we'll sure. Get there. 
Yeah. The, but, um, uh, no, it was really good, though. I liked it. What follows is this fight scene, basically, where she just starts smacking everybody around. She slams Ash into a, a, a shelf, knocks everything off of it. The shelf lands on top of him. Then Scotty starts fighting with her, uh, and he ends up he comes he comes in from chopping wood, and uh, uh, like hits her and knocks her into the cellar, and then he starts smashing her her head, which is clearly a dummy. <laughs> he starts just smacking it, and then uh, then her hands up there, clearly just like a rubber hand that he's bashing with the thing, yes. and then he locks her in the she- in the cellar. What do you guys think of this whole action beat? I mean, if you're not looking at the dummy, I think I, I think honestly the dummy parts are what make this movie special. The charm, right? Yes, it's like you. It doesn't take away. I don't think it takes away much from. It just makes it more brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it works even though it is clearly a dummy. Oh, well, he is whacking the fuck out of it. That's for sure. Yeah, he really is. And I think that's the, the action it needed. Mm-hmm. And it works for for a low budget. And it's it's still, yeah, I think it's still effective. Derek. So I think there's two perspectives on this. So the first one is, uh, just from a pure entertainment standpoint, it's entertaining. Right, you watch this, and uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can see that it's a dummy and a fake hand, but uh, you know, you're if you're really into the movie, like that really doesn't matter. No, right? It's the action. It's the like it's the, just the atmosphere the movie is portraying. The second thing is, from a perspective of people who <clears throat> are making movies, you're like, man, they did all that with a three hundred thousand dollar budget, dude. It's like, insane. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I you know what I mean. When I was watching it today, I was definitely watching it from that perspective as well. Like I know what, uh, what it takes for us to make the stuff that we make, and you know the the gore effects that we have in the rigs that we've created. And then I'm like, imagine you have X amount of money to go to the woods and do this, and the stuff that they yeah. were able to do, and the shots that Sam Raimi was able to get especially in the last half of this movie is phenomenal to me it, it blows my mind as i was watching it today out loud sarah was like what are you talking what what are you saying because she was in the room with me while i was watching it and multiple times i was like ah oh, god sam Raimi, you're you're excellent or god you're the best sam Raimi, or what a great shot i love the way they did that and sarah's like who are you talking to i was like ah oh, no nobody just me i'm <laughs> talking to myself about how great sam Raimi is but well, yeah, I think the a... thing that uh, that sets him apart, uh, especially like in this movie, and also in any other movie that you watch that he has directed, is he gets these. He's got these uh, angles that are mm-hmm. just his. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when there there's specific shots when you see, you're like, ah, oh, I know who directed this movie. And we'll get to them here shortly. When we get to that end scene, we'll we'll go to, through all of our favorite shots because that whole the whole back half of this is just loaded with them. So anyway, Linda's lock or uh, Cheryl's locked in the cellar. Linda's laying down because she got stabbed in the Achilles tendon, and um, Ash goes in to check on her, and you know tucks her in. If you watch, when Ash goes in to check on her, 
he's limping. That's because Bruce actually got his foot caught in a root and twisted his ankle. And then Sam and Rob were trying to joke with him and prod him to get on the set. So they were poking it with a stick. And, it, <laughs> and he was laughing at the absurdity of it, so they kept doing it. And then it became this crazy thing where he was being prodded literally in the ankle with a stick. And so then they're like, wait, we got to go film this. So he's gingerly walking. <laughs> I would not do that to my actors. <laughs> you would if they were your friend. Maybe. I, 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 in this next movie, you, I mean, yeah, you, something happens to you in the next movie. I'm, I'm but, not acting in this next movie. No, in the movie that we just filmed. The next one. Oh. That comes see. out. Something happens, but I don't like beat you up or anything. Right? I didn't beat you up at all, right, Lydia? You had it easy when we did Hookman. She had to say some lines and listen to a scary deer in the background. No big yeah, deal. no, I was I was treated like a complete celebrity on the set of Hookman. <laughs> you had roll. your your own trailer and everything. Yes. <laughs> All my demands were met. Yep, yep. You at least got pizza. There was definitely pizza. One of one of my demands at the time. Yep, which is a demand all the time. <laughs> every time we every time we film an episode of Scream Bloody Movies, Lydia gets a piece of pizza sent to her house. That's the only way she does this. <laughs> Just one slice. Just one slice. Jake tries to get some. She's like, "Are you on the podcast?" I think not, and eats it. Yeah, and it's like slowly anchovy. in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it to be something really gross, like anchovies and Ugh. something weird, you know. Anchovies and marshmallows. How's that sound? That's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird. Sounds yeah. terrible. With chocolate drizzle. Yeah, and peanut butter. And some oregano. <laughs> you're just making me really hungry. Might as well throw <laughs> some Oreos on there while you're at it. I mean, <laughs> nothing makes me hungrier than an oregano, uh, anchovy. Marshmallow pizza with chocolate and peanut, oreg- peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds glorious. All right. Uh, so there's this great shot where um, Cheryl's in the cellar and she's, we get from her point of view and she's watching um, Scotty and Shelly and then Ash. She's watching them all have a dialogue scene together. And so that's a really cool way to shoot a dialogue scene. It's from the point of view of the of the possessed. And she says, what's wrong with her eyes? And we do this cool yeah. pan down. And we see her with the white eyes and how creepy she looks in the cellar. She's like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, haggy and stuff. Uh, so Scotty sends Shelly to bed. And after he sends, sends Shelly to bed, we get a another force shot and it this time it goes through and breaks the window at shelly which by the way was real glass flying at that actress mm. <laughs> holy cow <clears throat> they just had a t-bar smashed the glass out she was back far enough smashed it out and she's like ah we would not do that either folks <laughs> um so Oh, hey, is that is that the resurgence <laughs> of the chair? 
I was like, man, that one was really loud. They're going to make it loud. <laughs> the chair returns. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically, it possesses Shelly now. And Scotty goes in to investigate, and he gets attacked by her. And there's this huge, huge fight scene um, that takes place between her uh scotty and ash and basically ash is kind of just thrown around and he's terrified he's just holding the axe doesn't know what to do so first um shelly ends up cutting off her hand with his knife um after he knocks her into the the fire and her face catches on fire right her face catches on fire he pulls her Mm -hmm. out and she says thanks for not burning my beautiful flesh Mm-hmm. And then she tries to stab him with the Kondarian dagger, and he cuts her hand, and then she bites it off. Bites it off. He uses it to stab her, and her, and she has this like horror. Does this horrific noise? It's horrific noise when she's dying, and she spews yes. all this different bile and milk and all this stuff. And we think she's dead. <laughs> then she comes back again, and he ends up having to chop her up with the axe. And we see the aftermath of the body parts flapping on the ground. What do you guys think of this whole sequence? And do you have any particular favorite parts of it? Well, I think my least favorite part is the noise. <laughs> I think I'm like um, easily like noise triggered. Like if it's like this noise is so, you know, unpleasant and it goes on for so long. And I'm like one of those people that will put on like a horror movie like as a comfort horror mm-hmm. kind of situation where I'm like trying to go to bed and I'll just put on a scary movie. And this movie, you can't, you almost cannot do that because this is like the point when you're like starting to doze off and you're like getting comfortable. And then this sound happens and it's like the, it's just impossible to sleep through for one. It wakes you up every single time. So that's my least favorite part of it. But I really do love how brutal it is that she bites off her hand. Like she like just gnaws through it like an animal. And yeah. the the different colors of things that are like spewing out of her are really, really disgusting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Derek. Uh yeah, I don't know that I could put it any better than what Lydia did. Just said, <laughs> uh, this is the cutover to like the second half of the movie where <laughs> you start to see the the real gore. Like the first mm-hmm. part. You know, had some shocking moments, but this is the, you know, the point where the car starts to roll down the hill. <laughs> and it starts to get, you know, real interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I'm with you. I love when she bites off her hand. It's like my favorite part because it's so, like, animalistic. And it's mm-hmm. just like the way she gnaws it off and then it falls to the floor. And then he has to use it to stab her with it. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, the noise is horrific. It actually sounds like this, in case you were wondering. 
and then uh it's just i remember being a kid watching this you know i was in my early teens and my mom was in the other room and or i was watching <laughs> it later at night and she was like oh my god what is that that's a terrible <laughs> noise what is that i was like yeah that's evil dead sorry mom <laughs> yeah she, she's like oh that. my god that's... Like, why is this noise still happening? Yeah, because it goes like, on forever. It, hearing yeah. it from another room, you'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> what is he watching? Yeah. So, yeah, they... Uh... And then I also love her body parts flopping on the ground is a great effect. Oh, it's my It's so visceral and so cool. Yeah. Just like, they're just like kind of squiggly. <laughs> yeah, just squiggly. Which was achieved by them uh, cutting holes in the floor removing floorboards and putting different people under there for different appendages uh so they would just so be those like, were real those were like real arms and legs those and were people yeah uh, in the floor wiggling their arms and legs and head yeah so that way I, I guess i i pictured it like uh just like rubber with people just like under there like shaking it but like yeah. thinking that so their arms are actually just like yeah, so it's twitching. A, yeah, arm, and then like the the leg is a person laying with their leg like across ways on it, and then uh, you know there's other things, and actually there's a diagram of it that we could probably put up on the screen um, uh, from Bruce's book that shows what it looked like underneath. So uh, if chins could kill by Bruce Campbell, but <laughs> that's a plug, so that way I'm not just showing his work. But um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, great. And then, yeah, this is when shit gets real. Because then he's like, what do we do? We, we got a barrier. And Ash says, we can't bear, bury Shelly. She's a friend of ours. Because <laughs> he's in complete shock. Yeah. So they wrap her remains up in a, in a sheet. And they go and take it out. And they nail a cross down where they bury her. They, they build a cross. Which becomes like a uh, running gag in the Evil Dead movies. It's really funny. He he even makes one for Evil Ash in uh, Army of Darkness. <laughs> he totally makes ships across. <laughs> and there's a really funny joke in uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead with it. <clears throat> but um, so yeah, at this point, this is when the shit gets real. So Scotty says, "Hey, um, I'm getting out of here," and Ash is like, "Well." you know um linda can't walk and cheryl what are we going to do with cheryl and he's like well we'll leave her we'll come back for him and this is where scotty kind of turns and he says she's she's your girlfriend i don't care what happens to her i'm out of here yeah and he ditches his friends so he goes off into the woods by himself good good riddance meanwhile ash goes to check on linda and we find out that we get this great shot of her wound. He goes to check on her wound, and it's spider webs. Mm-hmm. It starts like all these web veins start appearing from the wound, and then she awakens possessed. And he's, you know, of course, like shocked. And she starts chasing him down, and um, he or she doesn't chase him down, but she arrives in the thing. And there's this great bit where she's sitting in the in this doorway, and Ash slaps her and the music goes bam 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 <laughs> like so like 
50 score. I love it. Um, and he decides he's going to, sh- you know, because at this point, good old um, Scotty has come back and he's been fucked up by the trees. <laughs> like, he's even worse for wear than Cheryl was. Um, so he's he's got a like a bone sticking out of his wrist. He's all cut up. He's got a stick sticking out of his stomach. And he's like telling her to he's telling Ash to kill Linda because she's possessed. He's like, shoot her, shoot her. He's like crashed out on the couch. So Ash goes to shoot her. And as he raises the gun to shoot her, he says, God, forgive me, Linda. She turns back into Linda and starts crying. And then Cheryl turns back into Cheryl and is saying, let me out of the cellar. I'm okay now. So, of course, he bends down to see what's going on, and he's listening, and she attacks him through the floorboards. And then he says, you bastards, why are you torturing me like this? Why? Yes. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Um, and then we, that's where we see Linda sitting in the, the doorway, and she's saying, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. Come on, guys. <laughs> this is Jake's favorite part because yeah. it used to scare him so bad. <laughs> he watched it with me. I know. I remember. Yeah. Yes. He always brings this part up. Like this is the this is the thing that stands out to Jake about this. Yeah, it's really scary. It it what do you guys think? Is this a scary part? I didn't I didn't think this part was that scary. But that's just me. Like like I said, like the thing that stood out to me was the beginning and like the eeriness of like the cabin mm-hmm. itself and like the, the swing hitting the wall. And that's the part that really always stands out to me is just that intro. Um but I think it's really hilarious that this part in particular just scares Jake. <laughs> just this it is girl creepy. she's got kind of like doll like yeah, Demon like a like a doll like, face. Yeah, yeah, and her voice is like very like, really like cutesy. Yeah, yeah. like doll like. Yeah, you know. What do you think? But Derek? like terrifying. Uh, the only I'll tell you the only thing I didn't like about the scene, I didn't and and like the makeup that uh, Linda has is just makeup instead of like a prosthetic or. Mm-hmm. What have you? That's really the only critique that I have. But yeah, if someone was fucking saying that shit to me, <laughs> I'd be uh, <laughs> I'd be shooting them all with the gun, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be unloading on them. So Ash can't bring himself to shoot her. So he grabs her by her feet and he drags her outside. Then he goes to talk to Scotty about how they're going to get out of there, and he starts pouring a drink down his throat. <laughs> And, uh, and smacking him in the face. Scotty's dead, guys. Scotty is gonzo. And Ash is just like pouring a, <laughs> pouring a like, drink down his throat. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> Sarah was like, why is he doing that? I said, he's in shock, babe. He just doesn't know what's yeah. he's just yeah. He's in total shock. He's had a psychotic break. Yeah. And that's basically what starts to happen here at this point. Uh, Linda comes back and attacks him with the knife. And we get this great fight scene between the two of them where he ends up impaling her through the back with the dagger and she dies. So he thinks. So then one of my favorite sequences in the movie, he takes her out to the work shed 
and we get this Sam Raimi as fuck scene where he laser on on the workbench and we get a bunch of quick shots of him grabbing like chaining her down then he pulls the thing to tie it and then he whips the thing grabs a chainsaw and just all these quick shots it's it's Sam Raimi and it's glory what do you guys think of this scene yeah it's it couldn't be more Sam Raimi no. like you were talking did, uh, about did... Derek yeah like you were talking exactly about this was... is one of those scenes that you see yeah. the scene and you're like oh Sam Raimi directed this Yep. Uh, does he have a, a dialogue with uh, over that body in the scene? No. That I thought was funny? No. No, no you're thinking of uh, Evil Dead 2. He talks to Linda's severed head that's in a vice. <laughs> this, yeah, this is where it kind of like blurs the lines um, when you're like re-watching them and you're like, like I, ha- you know, I haven't watched it since like last year probably. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, is this the one where this happens or is this yeah. the one where, cause yeah. it's so, they're so similar in, in a few of these scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first 15 minutes of evil dead two are basically recapping evil dead one told differently. It's kind of remaking mm-hmm. that movie because uh, mm-hmm. they couldn't get the rights to uh, evil dead. Strangely enough, because new line don't. Know. So, um, so stupid. It is dumb. But, um, so he can't bring himself to Chainsawer. He pulls it there. He sees the hideous necklace. It reminds him of his love. And he decides to just take her to the, th- uh, take her out and bury her. So as he's digging the hole, we have the reprise, which we talked about, of the eye games. So we have yes. her opening her eyes while Ash's back's turned. And he looks back and her eyes are closed. And this goes on, so we, the audience, know she's still alive and that he's mm-hmm. in danger, but he has no idea. It's a great way to turn that around. Yeah. So then uh, he buries her, and we get an, one of my favorite shots of the whole movie, where he throws dirt on the camera, and it happens to land perfectly, where you can just still see his face as he dumps the last bit of dirt. Just fortuitous. It's luck is what it was, and it was perfect. Um, so then, of course, he sees the necklace laying there, so he goes to grab it. And what do you know? Linda's back alive, even though she looks completely different because it is a fake shimp, guys. It is totally not her anymore. <laughs> it's a completely different actress with a bad wig playing her at this point. But uh, Linda comes back to life, and he starts beating her with those pieces of wood and she starts spewing milk and shit. And I mean, this bile, which is probably milk in real life, but, and then, uh, he like wails on her when she's on the ground and you see it start to start to break. And then she throws him and she leaps at him and he grabs the shovel and decapitates her with the shovel. Her head lands and her body lands on top of him and starts spraying him in the uh, face with blood. So gross. And the body's writhing on top of him as this yeah. is happening. And he's, uh, you know, and the head's going, ah, like an ecstasy. So creepy. <laughs> what do you guys think of this bit? 
I like that it's uh, because without thinking that it's a different person, it's clearly scarier looking. Oh, once yeah, it comes it back out of the ground. Yeah, once she comes back out of the ground. She's got the prosthetic eyepiece on, and like it is much more frightening than what she just looked like. Uh, so I liked that that it was like definitely scarier, um, and it, it gives you that shock that it's like, oh, now she's like this, like ooh. Um, yeah, it's, I hate seeing, like, the blood come out of her, like, stump. I love that. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's so visceral. It's so uh, visceral and so fun. I'm like, fun. Oh, I can't look at that. Ooh. It's cringy. There's, there's actually, uh, one of the early versions of one of the first scripts I wrote was very heavily, uh, the original version of Hookman, before the one that we ended up filming, the, the one I wrote. Uh, when I was younger, was heavily influenced by Evil Dead, and there's a there was a kill where the character that back in the day, Derek, you were supposed to play back in the old days, you were gonna get hooked on the top of the head, and then you were gonna land on top of my character, and I was gonna be sprayed in the face with your blood, <laughs> directly homaging this scene. <laughs> I still might do that, so nobody take that. That's a good bit. I might, I still might throw that <laughs> yeah. in the movie somewhere. Except it won't be me because I'll be directing it, and uh, yeah. it won't be Derek. Because it won't be me be because I don't. Uh, I try not to act in anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he goes back inside after this horrific shit that just went down, and uh, starts to lose his mind essentially. Um, he goes in, he starts, uh, he locks the door, then he, he, he uh, goes up to the mirror and goes to touch the mirror and his hand goes through it and it's love water. It. Amazing. Don't you guys love that? I love that bit. So uh, I don't think that these are connected whatsoever, but is that the hand that he loses later on in the franchise? Well, he loses his right hand, and I'm wanting to say he reaches in with his right hand. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, the reason that he loses on that. Well, the reason, that, I mean, they do. I mean, the reason he loses it is because it gets Linda's severed head, bites it, and he would have too. <laughs> I know, but this, this, well, what I'm saying is uh, this would have been an, an easy way to also do that. Like, oh, he put his hand through. This was the, I'm making shit up now. Yeah, this was well, the you're also. And, you're also assuming that you're also assuming that they planned on making a sequel to this when they filmed it. <laughs> they did not. Now that is also that is also true. I'm, I am, but uh, anyway, I thought it was uh, maybe just happenstance that 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 happened to be that. Yeah, hand, it's. I I think that's an interesting idea um, because they really don't do, like do anything else with the mirror in this movie except that really cool effect, and then it's like, well. <laughs> okay, on to the next it, it, it was just there to, to show that he's breaking, that he's going mad. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which so is cool. So then, uh, you know, Linda basically, or uh, Cheryl, when he comes back in, he sees that Cheryl is gone. Like, so the, the we, I forgot to mention that, the, the cabin or the uh, cellar door is busted open. She's gone. Yeah. She's into the night and... He hears something outside, he shoots a hole in the window, and then uh, he sees her and basically shoots her. So after he, he goes and he he locks the back door, 
locks the front door, and then he's like, where did I keep, where did I see the shotgun shells? Oh, downstairs. So he ventures into the basement to get the shotgun shells. And while he's down in the basement, he hears like this pipe, uh, like starts to collapse. And then it breaks open and it just spills a gallon of blood all over him. Then the radio or the uh, phonograph starts up and starts playing this creepy song. And then the projector comes alive. Blood starts dripping onto the projector and it's make it's basically making blood flow down the screen onto ash. And then a light bulb fills with blood. Blood starts coming out of the sockets. It's like uh, the Three Stooges short, A Plumbing We Will Go, which with blood. And then, uh, so all of this shit goes down. It starts breaking. The, the, the light bulb breaks. The, the thing lo- loses its film. Finally, the record dies. Then we get this cool little uh, bit where Ash is grabbing the ammo. We get their voiceovers of, 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 them, of him telling them to shut up. You know, we're gonna get you. What do you guys think of this basement sequence? I think it's one of my favorite bits of the movie. It's so, like crazy and out there um i really like the scene where or like the shot where he's like the projector turns on and he's standing in front of it and it's like blood that is so cool to me i love that yeah it's one of my favorite bits what do you think that's one of the things that's one of the things that they didn't like i don't think they played on they they didn't use that shot in evil dead 2 no, they use a similar shot. Instead of that, they have blood actually running down the screen, uh, our screen, because mm-hmm. when he's chopping up Evil Ed, mm-hmm. and you hear uh, Henrietta say, "We live still." <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Evil Dead too. It's a great one. <laughs> do you like this scene, Derek? I do like it. It makes me a little jealous of uh, how much blood they used and. Yeah, I know. All the possibilities we, need... we have in our movies that we should uh, we should explore those. We need to up our blood game, don't we? Mm-hmm. There was a, a part where like it was dropping on the I think the projector, mm-hmm. and you could definitely tell that it was like Hershey's syrup with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> red, I mean, it was our blood. It's, red, a, it's our yeah, it's yeah, our yeah. Blood exactly. combination. Yeah, the, that really just uh, like made it feel more personal. Yeah, made when you I saw that because I was like, love yeah, it even more, don't you? Do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I know how that's done. I love it. Yeah, yep. so then Ash goes upstairs and um he leans against the door and he's attacked by Linda. There's this great bit in this in this whole scene. These are where my favorite shots are. So there's a bit where he the camera's below him and he swipes his foot across the camera to a cut. Then there's a then there's a bit where we start behind Ash's head. Then we go over him, over to in front of him. It's a great shot. Yep. There's a great angle when he goes upstairs. We're we're tilted at a 45 degree angle, mm-hmm. and then he walks across the room, and we tilt with him as he walks across the room. It's so disorienting. It's great. It's like it really makes you feel like 
you're like, oh man, I don't, I don't like this. I don't know what's going on. Like, especially you feel in, it, you feel there with him, like how he's probably seeing things. Especially the shot where you see the um, inside the clock, the clock arm, and it's going, ch, ch, mm -hmm. ch. and then we do that quick close up of the of the Dutch angle of his face where he's lit weird, and then we're above him and he's walking, and we cross a beam and we go, womp, womp, womp. As the camera crosses the beam, it makes that sound effect. Womp, womp, womp. So awesome. I was watching it today and I was like, God damn, that's filmmaking. <laughs> that's filmmaking with a capital F. I love it. Love that shit. Um, I mean, so that's just the, the shots things I just wanted to talk about. Uh, do you guys have any shots in the scene that you like too? I like when it goes I mean, over. Pretty much any of them. Yeah, they're all good. But like, <laughs> when they go over the top of his head and his hair is just so like blood soaked and like yeah. nasty. I love it. Yeah. And the way it goes over and then around to like the, the close up mm -hmm. of him. So cool. It's a great shot. How they did that was crazy. They were basically upside down over him and they had to pull the camera around, like doing like a setup to get mm -hmm. that shot. And you have to remember so they're doing a, this. There was somebody hanging upside down. Yeah. Him. Yeah, basically. And they were like kind of doing like a reverse setup and they had to do it. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. And then, uh, and they had to do it. They had to focus pull it in camera because they couldn't do dailies. Like, you know, uh, they would have to actually do dailies. They can't check the shot like we do. We have a video tap nowadays. And we can also just immediately after we, we pull up the shot and uh, that focus is a little soft. Let's do it again. So, like I noticed earlier in the movie, the scene where they play the eye games for the first time, that whole shot is out of focus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the focus is soft. It's not like horribly out of focus, but it's really soft. And you never notice it. I mean, I noticed it this time around because I was looking for those things. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, so they had to live with some of these shots that they had. Mm -hmm. There's also a great shot while we're talking about it where. He's going up the stairs and back up the stairs of the cellar and we're underneath the stairs and we watch him go up from underneath the stairs and we see him through the slits of the stairs. It's an awesome shot. I was like, ah, I might be stealing that one. Cause that's a, that's a cool shot. Might steal that for something. Very creative. So anyway, the shit goes down when he gets back up there. Um, she ends up, uh, you know, trying to come through, he barricades the door and then Scotty comes back to life and he and Scotty are fighting and he throws the, the table at him that has the book on it. And the book lands near the fireplace and starts to kind of get hot. So then Scotty starts to smoke and Scotty has him held up. And this is where you guys were talking about your favorite, uh, the grossest effect where he, pushes his thumbs into his eyes and it just oozes out. That's a great effect. It's so gross. And it's like the, like super thick yeah. red. Just, it's like not even blood. It's like just thicker than blood. Like, viscera. It's a bunch so of viscera. Gross. Yeah. So gross. Derek, you were talking about this scene earlier. You're, you're, you're muted. muted. <laughs> At least once an episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's just staying muted this time he's just like doesn't want to talk to us anymore 
anyway uh <laughs> yeah no this was uh this was really great where he's pushing his thumbs through his eyeballs and you're like ah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really real yeah yeah it really is and then I like how he looks down and he sees the stick sticking out of his stomach, so he pulls it. Yeah. And then like a flood of blood just starts. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like a that fountain. Was, it was just like a. So gross. It's kind of so like much. the butt gutter. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of a similar effect. <laughs> just like a hose. Like, it's like that's a great name, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> do Do any of the listeners remember us talking about the butt gutter? I don't know. Uh, for context, Have we that talked is... about that. <laughs> In our Do short film, context, let, we should just let them. Now, go ahead. Just For context, <laughs> uh, in one of our short films, um, Hookman, which you can watch on YouTube, uh, there's a scene where a character is um, gutted from, uh, I, I guess their their crotchal region, and a bunch of blood and viscera falls out. And the way we achieve this effect is that we used a um, a pair of we used a gutter that we beat down with a hammer. We attached it to a an apparatus that had legs attached to it, and so that way the hook could go across without hurting the actor. And we poured the blood down the gutter and it exploded out. And since it was attached to the butt of the pants, we decided to name it the butt gutter. <laughs> so that's what that is. That was uh, Lydia's. That was Lydia's character. Yeah, it was yes, Lydia's it character. Was. Spoiler. Now you know how she dies. Uh, but check it out. <laughs> check check out Hookman and uh, respond in the comments to that and respond in the comments to this episode, actually. And let us know what you think. Um, so, yeah, uh, Scotty's down for the count at this point because he's gotten his, the stick pulled out of his belly and his eyes gouged out. And that's when um, Cheryl breaks back through. And she... Knocks him down, and she starts beating him with this uh, fire poker. And she's whooping the shit out of him. And... <laughs> Just let it go. Just let it go. It happens. <laughs> she's, she's I need to get better chairs. What can I say? <laughs> you do. Damn Ikea. She get a rolling one next time. Bring your rolling one down. It's a lot of work. <laughs> anyway, um, so she's uh, she's hitting him with this, and that's when he sees that they're both smoking. Scotty's biting at his leg, by the way, which is I find so disgusting. When he's like with his like fucked up face, he's like biting his calf <laughs> yes. and shit. It's uh, ever since I was a kid, I was like, that is so nasty. Because he also has a really bad, he has a bad wound there for where uh, Linda scratched the fuck out of him when she was raising him from the grave. Yes. And so um, he sees that they're both smoking. So he uses the great necklace that he has to try to catch the, uh, the book so he can throw it in the fire. And if you guys notice, when he goes to pick up the necklace, it's in the shape of a crawl of a skull. You guys ever notice that? that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they make it into the shape of a skull. So he grabs it and he ends up fishing the book, throwing it in, and then we get the final meltdown scene. 
what do you guys what are you guys' thoughts on the meltdown scene? It's I think it's super creative. It is. There's a point where I don't know if it was like oatmeal or it was uh, applesauce. Yeah. They shoved it through like one of the uh, yeah, sleeves the... of. <laughs> I was like, that's that's good. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, I love the the animation of them, uh, the stop motion of the, them starting to fall apart. I mm. think it looks like really cool. And you see Scotty starting to like melt down his skull, starts like bubbling and shit. And then um, there, you like think you're done after all they like melt down and stuff. And then these giant hands burst out of their bodies and splat ash right in the face with their goop. It rips the bodies apart. Shelly or uh, uh, Cheryl falls down. And her head explodes right into ash, and all the brain and uh, viscera just splatters all over his face. He's covered in blood. And uh, the fire poker lands beside him, and the day is done. I mean, you know, he made it through the night. Um, he goes outside, walks out. We get this, like, nice calming music. He sees the sun, and then we pick up on a leaf. And the leaf turns into the evil force. And it starts roaming through the woods. And it smacks open this door. Smacks open this door into ash as we cut to black. What do you guys think of the ending of the Evil Dead? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger? Yeah. Definitely. Um, I just have one question. Yes. Did you guys ever watch Return to Oz? Mm hmm. Back when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> okay, so that movie is like a really strange, kind of traumatizing mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. And it, it has the exact same looking stop motion yeah. animation. And I could not stop thinking about it watching that uh, <laughs> stop motion of all the demons like falling apart and like melting it's like i just want i just need to talk about it i just need to say something about it. yeah yeah it's that that was the style of the time that stop motion animation um it's so weird in, uh, it's Indiana so Jones as well yes uh when the uh and indiana jones in the last crusade when he chooses poorly mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. And he like turns into yeah. that traumatizing skull, right in front of you. Yeah, the Indiana Jones movies yeah. have some pretty pretty fucked up shit going on in there too. When you're a kid, those are great movies. Yeah, like when when uh, at the end of the first <clears throat> one, when old boy's face melts after he sees the yes. ark. such a great effect. So good. Ah, the we love you, Lord and Savior Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> so good, but yeah, this the the stop motion in that really. I was like, I don't know, like. It's weird to me because it was like it's just as terrifying to me in the other in Return to Oz as it is in yeah. this. Like, but this one, like you said, like with like the oatmeal kind of like it looks so, like banana, like in a blender, like this nasty, like it's viscera, yeah, just like disgusting yellow 
chunky pus comes yeah. out of these things. It's so yeah. gross. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that I final... Love, I love ahead. stop motion. But this stop motion is so disturbing. I love stop motion <laughs> a lot, actually. Um, I mean, don't get, computer effects nowadays can do anything. But, like, you give me the stop motion effects of the original Star Wars trilogy, forget about it. The yeah. Rancor is amazing. Yes. And the uh of course the ATST walkers just you just can't beat them. Yes. But so yeah, uh that's I mean, you know, we end with that cut to black uh which at the time Sam Raimi said, you know, the end of Evil Dead was that everything dies, even the music dies at the end of Evil Dead because it starts to <laughs> as it ends. Of course, we find out that we we get that shot picked back up in Evil Dead 2, and what happens is it spins him around in circles and slams him against a tree. <laughs> then he turns into Evil Ash for a minute until the sun comes back up, and we'll get to that when we get to Evil Dead 2. Uh, so, guys, your thoughts on Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2 um, in your uh, ratings. Derek, let's start with you. Um, I think that it is, uh, it's a movie that inspired a whole, like, generation of filmmakers, and you can see his work in a lot of different movies. And so anytime that, uh, you, uh, can be identified for the way that you shoot a movie, I feel like you're really, uh, making your mark. And so this was, uh. It's the great first installment to a, a great franchise that continued up until very recently. And yeah. I'm sure it'll pick back up again. Well, Evil so. Dead Rise comes out uh, next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would give this movie, uh, I'm going to give it an eight. It's a, it's a joyous ride of horror. It is. Lydia, what would you give Evil Dead? And tell me your thoughts on it. I'm going to give Evil Dead... A 10 because I will recommend it every single time. If somebody asks me about it, if somebody brings it up, I want to talk about it. I love this movie. It is iconic. It is classic. It is like, yeah, like it's like it paved the way for so many movies and it's so unique. It, it was so unique. Now it's been done so many times. Uh, but it's never been done quite like the first two times it's been done. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> <should> no. Say. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to give this one a 10. Uh, Evil Dead is one of my favorite horror movies. That's no secret. It's also uh, one of the most inspirational movies to me. As an aspiring filmmaker, you watch Evil Dead and you say, these guys did it. I mean, they had a, an abundance of talent, obviously. Sam Raimi is a visionary director, but they had the gumption and the, the fortitude to, to do it. So it's one of the most inspiring behind the scenes stories. And then the movie that they ended up putting on the screen is just a blast to watch. It's just fun from start to finish. I'm going to give Evil Dead, and I struggled with this, I'm going to give Evil Dead a nine. And then the only reason I'm giving it a nine besides me saving the 10 for next week, probably. Uh, but is because there might be a couple Evil Dead movies I like better. 
So I needed I needed a ceiling room to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Evil Dead is a nine. I mean, it's Stone Cold Classic, flaws and all. The flaws make it even better, in my opinion. It's yeah. just, it's a wonderful movie. I, um, you know, hail to the king, baby. <laughs> and guys, we, we cannot, we can't forget this week. We've got to aconize this movie. We 100% have got to aconize Sam Raimi's Evil how, Dead. I don't know how we could possibly do that. I know exactly who Tom Atkins would play. I know. He would be Scotty. He would be that piece of shit. He would be Scotty. We, I mean, he's already drinking moonshine when he's driving down the road. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, he he kills the shit out of a couple of the deadites. Uh, he's kind of you know like uh, you know you take she's not my girlfriend I don't care about her. It'd be Tom Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The right. womanizing down is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also think that. Uh, the Atkins version would be great because um, I think he could say something like, uh, you know, um, we got to go back home on Monday. Because <laughs> it's not Monday, it's Monday. <laughs> uh, do you guys agree with that? You think he would play? Yes, uh, yeah. yes I, that's, I, I, that's... that's the only option. Because he, yeah. he can't be Ash. There's only one Ash. There's only one. Long live Bruce. Yep. We would never, we would never do that. Okay? Never we ever. Never recast. step over that line. No, no. Bruce is royalty for sure. He's the king. So, yeah. We we hail to the king in these parts. <laughs> so, guys, that was Evil Dead. What's on the agenda next week, Derek? Uh, the next movie is next. So in the Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, that is currently on Shudder, isn't it? I do believe it's currently on Shudder. It's uh, John Carpenter's yeah, Immortal Classic. It is on Shudder. Um, if you have Shudder, it is on, you can rent it on Amazon Prime. You can probably find it on TV at this point. Uh, it is, it's holiday. And uh, yeah. Shout, Shout Factory just came out with a new uh, 4K <clears throat> that I picked up, and it's wonderful. So if you have a few extra bucks and you want to check that out, I would recommend it. It's a great transfer. The best the movie's ever looked. So next week is John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, do you guys have anything else before we sign off? No, I don't. Next week, we'll, uh, we have a, maybe a trick and a few treats for you. So uh, for sure, we're very, really excited about next week's episode. So, be ready for that. Uh, if there's nothing else, guys, uh, for Scream Bloody Movies, um, I think that's it, right? Nothing else? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Lydia. I just wanted to say for all the listeners on our Halloween episode, we are going to dress up. So if you want to dress up as a horror character or something spooky, please feel free to join us and p- t- take a picture. Tag us in your Halloween costumes because I want to see all of them. Yes, tag us on uh, Facebook. Tag us on Instagram. Tag me on Twitter. I'm at, at Racket, R-A-K-K-E-T. Um, and, you know, uh, 
like the episode, subscribe, share it so everybody gets it on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, so that way we can grow. Yeah. So that way we can Oops, grow there. the show, uh, grow the audience, and uh, hopefully give you guys some more extra content. Um, so that's the that's the goal. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and be sure to tag us in the question or the uh, thing I asked you to earlier uh, for Hookman. So if there's nothing else. Uh, I'm Jamie Hiles, and for Lydia Judy and Derek Lamaster, remember, if you're going to scream, 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 scream bloody, bloody movies. movie. That was decent. That one wasn't <laughs> bad. Scream bloody movies. Bye, folks. You know, do you think that the... Um, since we're getting oh. this part out, I, I just decided to let it go. Oh. It was the chair. <laughs> <laughs>